Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what TGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. We don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, we work things good, and that is what we That's why I love There you have it. You have an insightful show. So, we began last week. Um, on the series following finding you know anyone following God's will God's plan for your life glory to God so we continue today okay last week we said that the purpose of life is Christ okay that the foundation of following God's way for your life is that the purpose of life is Christ and we have to have that focus okay we have to have that focus, you know, before us every time, so that we don't lose it, we don't lose um, ground, so that we don't, you know, we don't lose direction. Okay, knowing that, you know, the purpose of your life is Christ, you know, gives your life a compass, you know, a direction. Okay, that part of your life has to be set in stone. That the purpose of my life is Christ. Okay, we said that um, Christ died. Amen. We said that Christ died, okay, so that, you know, he died and rose up again, so that we that live, you know, might live for him who died for us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So someone said, Kola said, my voice is far away. Okay, is that is that so for everybody or just for Kola? Okay, let me, let me have your feedback. Is my voice far away for everybody or just for Kola so I can make adjustments if, if there is something I can do about it? Okay, waiting for our feedback. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. And if any any feedback on that? Okay, awesome. Okay, Thomas said here too. Are you sure it's not your network? Are you using, are you using Glow? Okay. Okay. Okay, so Thomas and Ancola are probably using the same network. A lot of your strength. Okay, glory to God. So I'll just go on. So he said the purpose of life is Christ, okay? So you have got to have Christ at the center of your life. So if Christ, you know, is your life and your purpose for living, then it means that, you know, um, your, your decision making is centered around Christ. This is so important, okay? Your, your decisions are centered around Christ. You don't run your own show okay you don't decide your life by yourself you don't choose you know your 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 occupation you don't choose your career you don't choose your babe okay you let god lead you if the purpose of life is christ then it has to be as led by christ so so, so your life is not just you know random shots and hoping for the best no your life has a direction and the purpose, okay, and the meaning, okay, and the purpose of your life 
is Christ. So this is so important to remember that your life has direction. You are not, you are not, you know, here um, by accident. Okay, you didn't come to life randomly. Okay, God, you know, fashioned you. He ordained you. You know, and if you're in Christ, for sure, He has a purpose for your life and the purpose first. Okay, the center of your life is Christ Himself. We live for Christ, not for ourselves. So, when we begin to realize this, okay, it will show in how we live our lives, okay, the amount of, you know, the, 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 the devotion and commitment, you know, we give to, we give to, 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 to knowing God, you know, that we give to, to fellowship with, fellowship with Him and doing, you know, doing as He, as he told us, okay, when you know your life is Christ, it will show in how you behave, in how you talk, this is very important, okay, to show in your worldview, okay, you know, there is a biblical worldview, and there is a, you know, secular worldview, and there is a demonic worldview, okay, when you know that Christ is your life, is a purpose for your life, then, then, then you know, it sets you on a journey of compulsorily building your life on a biblical world view your world view has to be god's world view this is so important your world view has to be god's world view what does the word say about this so before you run about with your own opinion what does the word say about it this is so so important okay we are not to lean on our own understanding Okay, we have to discover the will of God over every issue and stay there. You know, I was thinking about about the deception of, of Adam and Eve in um, Genesis three. You know how they fell, and you know God told them in Genesis two. He said, "You will eat of every tree in the garden." Okay, but of this of of these two trees, you know, the tree of life and the the tree of um, the tree of knowledge of good and evil says, "Don't eat of that tree. Don't eat of it, right? You see, you know." But the devil came and told them, you know, that he is not. He told them that you know that God is trying to keep something from you. That when you eat of this tree, you'll be as wise as God. You know, you will know stuff. You'll be, you know, you'll be knowledgeable. Telling them that God was unfair, you know, in holding back that tree from them. You see that. Guess what? The same trick is still being at play till tomorrow. You know, um, you know, the devil is still arguing against God's fairness. He is still arguing against God's goodness. So he tells people, the Bible says this, so, but it's not really fair. You know, God is saying this. It's not fair. You know, that God, you know, is not just saying this. People are still making this argument till tomorrow. Okay? And it's still that same seed of deception. That same seed of of the serpent at work in the minds of people, okay, trying to keep them from God's best for them, okay. So you know, the Bible worldview. People say Bible worldview is intolerant. You know, um, it's not fair. You know, um, it's not. You know, that's something that people say. People say a lot of stuff about the Bible worldview, right? But it's the devil at work again, okay, trying to tell them that God is not fair in giving you these boundaries. It's the devil at work again, okay? Thinking that, you know, 
that we can find that we can that we can discern what is good and right you know outside of god the same trick is at play today okay and i pray for that as we as we learn more about god we do not fall victim of this scam it's the same sham the same scam at work from the beginning up to now okay the devil teaching people you know um a wisdom you know that is not that that is that is, that is out of god's wisdom Okay, and turn it was destruction. So you have got to, you know, you have got to deliberately, you know, guard your worldview. Guard your worldview. You cannot be better than God, okay? You know, I know you might people might feel, you know, you might feel very, very nice, very self righteous, you know, you might feel very moral, you know, you might feel very loving in quotes, you know, very toler- very very tolerant, you know, in your worldview. You know when you say things like when you say something, you feel you feel yourself that you are that you are you are tolerant. You know, they call it they call it humanism. You know, they say they don't religion, they just believe in humanity. Yeah. You know, so it's a worldview that thinks that man is wise on his own to create for himself rules for living. Okay? It's it's a tree of knowledge of good and evil at work again. A false kind of knowledge. Making people feel they can do life, you know, on their own terms, on their own rules, without God, and have a great life, okay? And the end thereof is death. It's a way that sinners rise unto every man, but the end thereof is death, okay? So, in following God's will to your life, okay, knowing God accurately, okay, knowing God, you know, and, and building your life on his own worldview is so important. So important, okay? So you don't get lost along the way. Do you understand? This is so, so vital, okay? So, so now we we'll go, we'll go a step further, you know, follow, follow this tradition of thought, you know, that the purpose of our life is knowing God. Knowing God. So, if the purpose of your life is God, then it means that compulsorily knowing Him, okay, is, is, your, is your life's purpose. The most important thing in your life, okay, when you have found God, is to know God. If is your life, if is your purpose, your existence, and you have got to know Him accurately, not partially, okay, you have got to be on, on a pursuit to know Him better and better and better, okay. If your life will be lived with Him all through forever, then it is so important. Important that you know who you are dealing with. Okay, it is so important that you know who you are dealing with. Okay, so the purpose of your life is to know God. Is to know God. Hallelujah. Are we following this this evening? Is that good? Okay, are we following this evening? Is that good? Glory to God. If you are following, type in the chat. The purpose of my life is to know God. I'm waiting on you. The purpose of my life is to know God, to know Christ. The purpose of my life is to know Christ. Amen. The purpose of my life is to know Christ. If you are following, type that in the chat session. The purpose of my life is to know Christ. Glory to God. So that thank you for being the first. Okay, awesome. The purpose of my life is to know Christ. Glory to God. This is this is this is so this is so vital. 
This is so vital, okay? So vital. So vital. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Chaliwa, not girl. Thank you, Lord. This is so, this is so, so vital. Okay? So we'll go on. I'll take it again, okay? Because it's, it's important. See, your worldview, your worldview has to be based on scripture. See, the world is so complicated, so tricky, sometimes so annoying, okay, that if you try to figure it out by yourself, you might be very sad in life. See, seriously, let me say it again. If you try to understand the world on your own terms, you will likely live a sad life, you know, an empty life. The world is on its own, you know, when you see, when you see the world the way it is, and the way, the way, the way it looks from, the, from, from, from human perspective, the world is sad. Do you understand? So, if you choose to see the world based on, you know, the regular human reasoning, it will be hard for you to be happy. Because there is so much unfairness, so, so, so much injustice, so much pain and misery, okay? See, if you want to have a meaningful life at all, you have got to see life on God's terms, okay? You have got to step up, okay, and learn God's worldview in Scripture and see the world, okay, from the perspective of God. Now, for example, this is, let me just for example. Now, you know, there's a part where people were praising Christ. They were praising Him, okay? They were praising Him, okay? And that's that Christ did not take their praise to act. You know why? Because He knows man. He knows what is in man. So even when they praise him, he knew them that these same people that, that praise me today, they will come to to stone me. So, you know, the praise did not enter his head. You see that? You see that? Why? Christ. He knows man. So, for example, people say things online. You know, people say things. That's an interesting opinion. You know, um, people expect sinful people to do right. And because I know from scripture, that human nature, you know, without God and without the great in God is terrible. So when people say those things, I just I just, I just shake my head because you know I don't really expect you know the average man that doesn't know God or is great in God to be good. So when they do bad things, I'm not I'm I'm not, I'm not moved. I don't feel you know I don't feel surprised. You get my point here. So for example, people expect that you know a guy that is not saved can be trusted. Hack hack hack. Do you understand? People expect, you know, that the one that's not saved, I'm trying to trust it. Triple hack. Okay? It is, you know, it, it ends in tears and pains. Okay? So we have got to learn a new worldview. What does the Bible say about mankind? What do they say? The heart of man is desperately wicked. Do you understand? So what makes people good, okay, is, you know, allowing the new nature of Christ, okay, they get born again, receive his new nature, okay, and yield to that new nature, okay, so please learn the Bible worldview, knowing God, okay, is knowing his worldview from scripture, primarily, okay, the primary way we know God is from scripture, we have got to see the world from his lens, we'll go further, okay, awesome, Hallelujah. Mark 3.14 Mark 3.14 Mark 3.14 He appointed 12 
that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. Look at that. He appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach with him and to have authority to drive out devils. Well, first, look at that. He appointed twelve so that they might be with him. Look at that. So, to be with him was the first purpose of their calling. Okay? The first purpose of their calling, their first job description is that they might be with him. That they might, they might fellowship with him and know him was the first purpose of their calling. Before sending them out to preach. Okay, so in our eagerness to discover purpose and pursue purpose, we must not we must not get so engaged in doing the purpose, okay, that we forget that our first calling is to know God continually through intimacy and time with Him. Do you understand? So your first purpose is to know God, to be with Him, okay. To, 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 to stay with him, you know, in communication, in prayer, and in study, okay? Yeah, pray well that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. So this is so important, okay? That in your, in your pursuit of goals, of ambitions, okay? If you are not working with if you are not, if you're not, you're not, you're not spending you know, time with him, okay? You are not fulfilling a vital part of your life's purpose, this is, this is very, very important. Okay. Someone will say, okay, you know, I don't know my purpose for life. I don't know this. I don't know that. Okay, fine. But if you know this, okay, that the first thing you should be doing is time with God. Before God takes you to the specifics, okay, you have got to settle first on the basics. The purpose of life is Christ. And to know Him. Okay? As you pursue the one he has told you to do, knowing him, okay, he will then begin to awaken in you the specific things you should be doing. You know, it's not a problem. People are praying for specifics when they are not doing general ones. Okay? You are not doing the basic ones, but you want to know where God is sending you to. Is that not funny? Okay? You don't know the specific. You don't, you don't know. You don't know me. You don't know me, right? You don't talk to me. You don't really. You don't, you don't really understand my personality, okay? But you want to work for me by force. So you keep asking me, "What am I sending you to? What am I sending you to?" And I'm like, "Oga, you have to know me first before I can send you out." Okay. So it's important. Okay. The first job is to know God. So in all of our eagerness. To find purpose, okay, please, guys. The first thing is this: knowing God, knowing God. This will guide every other thing you will do in life. When you know God, or the more you know God, the more accurately you can discern His voice in leading you to the specifics. My sheep know my voice do you understand my sheep 
know my voice. So because they know my voice, okay, they will not follow the voice of a stranger. So in practicing, you know, knowing God, we can then discern his voice from the multitude of opinions and thoughts. Do you understand? So, knowing God. If you know God, you will not be tossed to and fro by every new preacher in quotes. Okay? You will not be tossed to and fro by Indaboski. Okay? So you have got to know your God. So that when you see people, when you see people that come in quotes in the name of God, you can be sure that can be sure of which one came in the name of your God. And which one came in another, you know, spirit's name. It is important, okay? Knowing God. Hallelujah. So the purpose of your life is to know God. So until you get specific assignments from God, you must be doing this. Knowing God and serving Him in the basics as written in the Word and whatever your hands find to do. Alright? Awesome. Philippians 2. Philippians 3. Rather. Philippians 3. Philippians 3. Philippians 3. Philippians 3. Glory to God. Philippians 3. Are we there? Philippians 3. From verse 7. But whatever were against to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more? I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ as my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things and consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Look at that. So Paul says, you know, he lost everything for the sake of Christ and he considers them garbage. Okay? So saying clearly that the purpose of life is Christ. Okay, so whatever he lost in a bit to follow Christ is in a fair game. Okay, he lost. You know that the purpose of life is Christ. Okay, I'll go on. Verse nine says, and they found in him, not having righteousness of my own that comes from the lost, but that which is true faith in Christ. You know, just righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Verse ten. Important. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of resurrection and participation in the sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Twelve. Not that I have already obtained all this, or I have arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ just took hold of me. Brothers and sisters. I talked to myself to have, to have taken note of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what's what, what ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me everyone in Christ Jesus. Verse 15, all of us then who are mature should take a view of such things. A view of things. To take such a view of things, okay? And if on some point you think differently, that too, God will make clear to you. Look at that. It's all who are mature 
should take such a view of things okay he's saying that okay if you are actually mature you will understand okay that we should be constantly after the knowledge of god that there's no point as people will say we have arrived okay that our chief life's purpose should be to know god better and better so you know god yes is not a particular state of fully knowing god no okay it, 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 it is a you know it's only that growth that grows every time not a static knowledge okay it's knowing god is dynamic you know we keep on knowing him better and better it, it, it is incremental it grows okay so we are meant to you know as a lifestyle pursue growth in knowing god okay it says even after all he has done for god okay it says he has not yet obtained this he has not yet arrived at his goal okay he's saying he would he keeps pressing on so we are meant to keep pressing on in the knowledge of christ okay we should have this same this same um perspective to want to know christ this has to be our life's pursuit knowing god you know how you know we invest time in knowing our career so for example you want to be a doctor so you spend um you know maybe three years in nursery school you know six in primary that's nine six in secondary that's 15 okay seven university that's 23 yeah 2023 yeah okay look at that so to be a doctor you spend 23 years of you know of several days in a week of training hours in class of training look at that but when we say that knowing god is our main purpose for existence okay and we then only want to invest you know a few hours a week maybe on sunday and on midweek okay some some people say well, only on sunday you know so what matters most how then you know can we truly know god that way can we truly know god you know by giving god just the you know little time left you know by giving us our, our spare time can we know god on our spare time you think you can generally know god on your spare time okay so we have got to do a reevaluation okay so make the study the knowledge of god a priority in our lives it will show in how much time we give to study to prayer to sermons it will show okay to show in our attitude to god's word are we following is that clear enough awesome so we see in acts 19 i want to show us you know an example of how much value how much value um the early church put on the knowledge of god acts 19 acts 19 acts 19 glory to god are we there acts 19 let's start from verse 8 talking about the efficient church okay paul, paul and paul at ephesus okay verse 8 so paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months arguing persuasively about the kingdom of god but some of them became obstinate they refused to believe and publicly maligned the way 
So Paul left them. He took the disciples with him and had discussions daily. In the lecture hall of Tyrannus, this went on for two years so that all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the place of Asia heard the word of the Lord. Look at that. So Paul spent two years and three months of everyday teaching in the Ephesian church. You see that? They were there they, every day. So they would go to work and come back. Okay? And they would have everyday meeting. Paul taught them for two and a half years. This shows you the value the early church placed on the knowledge of God. If we are having the same God, we have got to have equal respect and desire for the knowledge of God. We see also in Acts 1, Acts 1, that when Christ rose from the dead, he taught his disciples for 40 days about things of the kingdom. He taught, you know, before he, before he died, before he died, started for, for, for three and a half years, right? Now, after the resurrection, started for extra 40 days. You see that? You see how much, how much investment, you know, goes into discipleship and, 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 and scripture formation? How much goes into the real knowledge of God? So, you know, we cannot know God on our spare time. We can't fully know God by giving God our, you know, by giving God, you know, the, 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 the little time we have left after doing, after doing all the things we do in our day, okay? If we really know God, we have got to, you know, make Him priority. Devote time to study. Devote time to prayer. You cannot work for God effectively if you don't know Him. You cannot effectively fulfill His plans for your life, okay? If you don't know Him. You cannot effectively live a life of victory on the earth if you don't know Him. Okay, now, you know, there's a COVID-19, people scared and all that kind of stuff, okay? See, it, it is because the church, you know, most of us have not gotten our grounds in knowing God. When we really know God, okay, we respond to things the way Christ does. Imagine that Christ, okay, you know, was in his day right now and there was COVID. Can you imagine him, you know, being reacting the way you are reacting to it? Just put yourself in his shoes and see how you react. That will show you how much knowledge of God you are operating in. So, if we will live a life of victory, that means that, you know, feeling one of six. That is our faith effectiveness, you know, operates by our knowledge of God. Do you understand? Okay, so our knowledge of God, you know, determines our, our, our faith effectiveness. We have got to develop, devote ourselves to the knowledge of God. We have got to make a fresh commitment to actually know God. Not just, you know, living our lives on vice. Okay. You have got to, you know, live your life in a pursuit of knowledge of God. So when, when people say, you know, things like, um, God sent COVID-19, you know, you know the God whom you serve, and you know what he can do and what he cannot do. When people say, uh, God, you know, the Lord, the Lord give it, the Lord take it. You know your God, so you know what your God cannot do. Do you understand? So you have got to accurately know the God 
you serve. All right? Are we following? Is that good? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Awesome. Okay, going forward. So we see how vital knowing God is. That Paul, in every letter he wrote to every church, he would echo it again, saying, I'm praying for you that you would get to know God better. Okay? If Paul prayed that prayer for every church, it just shows you again how important you know knowing God is to our effectiveness. A prayer prayer for the Christian church, for the Christian church, okay, the same prayer to show that you know this knowing God is everything. It's everything, okay? You cannot follow God's will for your life. You cannot live a life of, of, of God's will if you don't know His will. And His will is revealed in Scripture. Romans 12. Romans 12. Romans 12. Thank you, Lord. Romans 12. Alright? Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship as too. Do not conform to the of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Look at that. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. Is good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do you see that? Okay, so it is when you renew your mind with God's word, knowing God, that you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. So when you hear things, or you see stuff, or you make decisions, okay, because you know God from His word, you can test it. You can test things to see, okay, this is not God. This is not God. This is God. So you cannot effectively do this if you don't have a working knowledge of God. People say things like, why did God allow that person die? It's because your knowledge of God is faulty. You ask, you ask the wrong questions, okay? Because your knowledge of God is faulty, okay? You have got to know your God. So you, so you, don't, so you, don't, you don't blame him, you know, where you don't blame for things he did not do. Do you understand? Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Go to Ephesians, Ephesians 4, 18. Ephesians 4, 18, 24. Ephesians 4, 18, 24. Thank you, Lord. He says, They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance in them due to the hardening of their acts. 19. As in love of sensitivity, they give the simple sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. 20. That, however, is not the way of life you learned, secular when you heard about Christ and you were taught in him, secular taught also, in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. 22. You were taught, secular again taught, with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by his evil desires, in 23, and to be made new in the attitude of your mind, 
as you put on the new self, just to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Look at it. So he says, you learned a way of life in God. Learned. You were taught. So he's saying we don't go about, you know, making up things. That's what I mean. You cannot form your own doctrine. Doctrine is learned and taught. It's not formed. You can't say, you know, as, as faith, you can't say it's my doctrine. You can't say um, it's, it's, it's my own opinion. You can't say this are the thoughts of my mommy's church. No. You have got to find out what the truth of God's word is. Okay? So we learn doctrine. We learn about God. We don't form it. Otherwise, okay, with all, you know, the seven different gods, you know, can get my point. Because, you know, learning about God is learning about, about a person. Learning about a personality. So, you know, you cannot form what, what you think is his character. You have got to learn his character from scripture. You have got to learn who he is, not form it. You know, people, people have different views about God, okay? Even believers, okay? And it's just, it's just based on, on, on vibes, you know? They don't form it, okay? You can't afford to be the knowledge of God on vibes, okay? You have got to learn the truth from His word. What is God saying? Who is God? How does it behave? You know, you have got to learn it, okay? It is taught and learned, not formed. Amen. Open to 2 Timothy 3, 10-15. Second Timothy 3, 10 to 15. So even though knowing God here yeah, is personal, right? It's, it's intimate, right? But it is not particular to you. We know God personally, intimately, but it is not particular to you. Do you understand? Okay, we know God, you know, and God, God has God has revealed Himself in Scripture. So if what you know of God is not scriptural, then it's not God you are talking about. Okay? The knowledge of God is not particular to you. Okay? Because you know, you can't say. This is my own doctrine. We have got to learn doctrine from the word, not from it. You can't create your own character of God, in quotes, okay? You have got to learn his character from scripture. So, for example, for example, for example, people might say things like, um, you know, God heals some. He does not heal some. So, do not pray, God, if it is your will for my father to be healed, heal him, Okay? That prayer is so ignorant, you know, it's interesting. Alright? Why? We know God in Christ, right? And we see that in Scripture, whoever went to Christ for healing, never got turned back to say, you come back tomorrow. Okay? Even that woman, Phoenician woman, right? You know, that was no mention no part of her because she was, she, was, she, was, she was not she was a gentle, right? She still got her child healed. So you see that God does not turn anybody back. This is my point. That you don't judge the nature of God by your experience or by opinion. You judge it from Scripture. If you are there, say hey. Look at that. You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, my faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution and sufferings, what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, persecution and endured, yet the Lord rescued me from them all. Look at that. He says, he says, you know my teaching, 
you know my way of life, you know my purpose. So it's like it's Timothy, you know, imbibe these things. Don't form, don't, don't form it. Okay? Imbibe the things I have taught you. Verse 14 says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and are from infancy, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make us wise. Let me make it wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Look at that. 16. All scripture is God breathed and is used for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and for training righteousness. So the Son of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You see that? So he's saying that this, you know my teaching. Okay? You know what you have learned. Follow these things. Don't 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 make it. Don't 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 form don't form a new doctrine. Follow the way you have been taught, okay? So I'm speaking my point that you don't form your own doctrine. You don't form your own character of God. You will learn it from Scripture. If you allow yourself to form doctrine, okay, based on your opinion or your emotions, you will goof a lot, okay, and you'll be swayed by popular opinion. When, when people say, this is not that the Bible says it's not fair, you say, it's true, it's not fair, you follow it, okay? Because, because you want to create what feels good to you. You have got to learn God from Scripture. Okay? Second Timothy 2. Second Timothy 2. Verse 1 and 2. Look at that. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard, you have heard me say, in the of many witnesses, and trust reliable people who will also qualify to other people. Look at that. So think, the things you have heard me say, and trust to others who will also be able to teach other people. So he's saying that the things I have taught you, teach others. Don't go and form, don't form new doctrine. Don't form new doctrine, okay? Teach what you have been taught. This is my point. We learn God from Scripture. We don't form our own opinion. Whatever you hear or see anywhere, compare it with Scripture to see if it is true. Scripture is our final authority of God's will. Do you understand? Okay? Awesome. Is that clear? Is that clear? Awesome. So, in wrapping up, we should know this. In reading scripture, we should read everything with the lens of Christ. There are things written in the Bible that even though, even though written down, does not make it right. Okay, do you know that um, what I've heard before, they can justify any bad behavior with Bible. Just pick a verse, you know, out of context, and you, you find out they can justify any bad behavior that way. But this is the point. So accurately interpret Scripture, okay? Interpret it with knowledge of Jesus, for example. Now, when you read the story of Job, Job said, you know, the Lord giveth. The Lord take it. You know, when the children that when when the lost is children and, and all stuff says, the Lord give it, you know, and the Lord take it. Is that but we know that God does not give and take. So even though Job said it, it does not make it true. So you have to read your Bible with the lens of Jesus. What will Jesus do? Now, for example, Elijah, you know, um called down 
you know, Elijah um, cursed children. And the next thing, BS came and let them, right? Awesome. Now, when you see, when you see Jesus Christ's disciples, you know, John and, is it John and James, right? When they refused to mention that city, they told him, should we call down thunder to strike them dead? And he rebuked them. That, you know, this is the point. That even though you saw Elijah do it, that is not my will, okay? So, you don't just, you know, read everywhere and apply, okay? You read the Bible in the light of Jesus. Jesus Christ is God's will revealed to us. John 14. John 14, verse 6 to 9. John 14, 6 to 9. Jesus Christ answered them. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. But it, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. But I just answered him, Don't you know me, Philip? As a monkey for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Look at the point. So he's saying that in He, Christ, is the will of God revealed. Okay? Christ is the will of God revealed. What Christ will not do, the Father will not do. Do you understand? Hebrews 1 3. Hebrews 1 3. Hebrews 1 3. Since the Son is the radiance of God's glory, and is and Look at that. The sun is the radiance of God's glory. The exact expression of his being. So the sun, Jesus Christ, is God's exact presentation. It is God, you know, exact image. God's exact character. So whatever we see in Jesus, we see in God. Whatever we don't see in Jesus, we don't see in God. So in learning, in knowing God, we are learning Christ. Okay, so in studying your Bible, you are reading to learn Christ. Is that clear? Is that clear? So you're not about you're not the Bible to know the story of the story of Israel, to know their to know uh, to know their their history. It's fine, all of fine and good. As long as it points you to Christ, okay, and knowing Christ, you know, knowing God in Christ better. I hope that's clear enough. You have questions. Also, if I'm clear enough, you have questions. 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 Glory to God. And all the question. Amen. And all the question. Within enough. Glory to God. Any question? If you have one about this someone no. Put it in the chat box. Okay, no question. If you don't, okay. I also have feedback. What have I what, what have we learned tonight? What have we learned tonight? Anybody have feedback? What have we learned? I want, I want feedback. What have we learned tonight? What have we learned tonight? What have we learned tonight? Share with me what you've got on, on tonight's sermon. Quickly, quickly, quickly.
wasting on us. What have you learned tonight? Ah, okay, I know what to do. I will call names. I will call names. Chinedu, what have you learned tonight? Chinedu, waiting on you. Don't dog somebody. What have you learned tonight? I'm waiting on you. Awesome, Bisola, well done. Ronke, what have you learned tonight? Awesome, Chinedu, good for you. Alright, Chinedu says, I cannot form my own doctrine. I must learn God from scriptures. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. To liar, I want something else. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay, in wrapping up, John 1. John 1. John 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. It was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was light for all mankind. The light shines in darkness and darkness has overcome it. And let's go to verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Look at it. In the beginning was the word. Now the word there is Logos. The word there, you know, the word there means Logos. A body of knowledge. Okay? So he's saying, in the beginning was this Logos. This Logos was with God. And this Logos was God. Alright? And this Logos became flesh. And I said earlier, the Logos means knowledge. Okay? This knowledge of God is Christ. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is my point, okay? To accurately know God, we know Christ. Christ is the Word of God. Okay? So, in reading Scripture, okay, we are learning Christ. That, that has got to be our focus. Christ is the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.